Skadoosh. That's your Friday Night Rewind. <laughs> Hello, Drew. Hi, Corey. I just wanted to start this time. I'm feeling the main character energy today. Oh, here we go again, Wayne. Let me rephrase. <laughs> Hello, Wayne. <laughs> Hi, Lanny. It's definitely me who rocks this podcast, just so you all know. I fully expect... rocks this podcast? Excuse you. <laughs> I fully expect in the comments below everyone to be like, I'm Team Corey. <laughs> If anyone rocks this podcast, I bring the sass. You bring the facts, I bring the sass. <laughs> okay, that's our tagline. You bring yeah. the facts, I bring the sass. <laughs> I like it. Drew, are you doing good today? You doing good to, in this week? Are you doing good in this life? Oh, are you going? Are you trying to go deep? You trying to go philosophical <laughs> with this? <laughs> last or our last movie was our philosophical episode, Corey. We're we are is that just what we're going for this season but no i'm fine mm-hmm. actually i yesterday last night i did something that you did a couple weeks ago actually i went to go see frozen in louisville oh did you yeah. think it was raunchy no not as much as you did but i it, mm-hmm. it might have been more so for you because you didn't have the exhibition going in you had told me that already so i had that kind of yeah. on. but also theater yeah. i was thinking about it even when you said it theater in and of itself is more like raunchy like that like what you would expect so like that i love yes. the special effects in the background though like i would have mm-hmm. paid all the money just to go see the background like if the, if the actors weren't there but at the beginning i was telling i want to go see with my sister and i was like when we when they started it i forgot honestly that magic was a big part of frozen like like when little yeah. Elsa does the little puff of snow, I, re- I like it hit me. I was like, yeah. oh shoot, they're gonna have to do special effects because Elsa has ice powers. Mm-hmm. I completely mm-hmm. forgot that. But the I was really impressed. I got this is what's this turning into a theater review podcast, but I was really impressed <laughs> with the scenery in the background set up that they had going. Yeah, it was good. And then the singing was good, better than a couple of the other plays I'd seen recently. But well, I'll take I that back. Like- I take that back. Actually, I saw the last play I saw before this was Hamilton in England, oh. and that was next level. Yeah, I can imagine. Although it's an American independence one, yes, it's in England. That's cool and all, but like, you know that TikTok sound that's like, Merck, like <laughs> the hot, like the eagles in the background. Like the one time that it, when it comes to America, that I'm like, fuck them Brits, go America. <laughs> that's the only time. Fuck the Brits. But now that all, now that all of our like... English listeners have turned off, those if any exist, they have turned off. They said, "Screw this girl," and then they sits now signed off the podcast. Corey, they know we're like this. They know they know that we hate America, but we hate them more. That's they all they know that. <laughs> Dude, they would that, they might be confused that's... with how much you love Peter Capaldi. That you're really a a British. You know he's Scottish, right? I was, as I said it, I knew you were gonna hit me back with the Scottish, and I still stand by what mm-hmm. I said. <laughs> now, the, all of this is to say, I, it's not that I wouldn't ever live there one day. I would absolutely probably move there because fuck America. But and there go our American. My point is, Corey. are you just literally just pandering <laughs> to our German listener now? Is that what you're going for? Yes. Guten Tag. <laughs> <laughs> Today's film is 
Kung Fu Panda. Pause. And wait, I am back beyond. up. No, wait, hold on. What? How are you, Corey? You never answered the question. You never let, gave the space to talk about yourself. We asked about me. How are you? I'm fine. I don't really okay, know what there all. is to say. Right, that's all you I'm... have to say. That's all you have to what? say. You can go on now. <laughs> you don't want to hear it now? What if I want to no. be like, I'm just really going through it right now, Drew? This is not the time or place for that, Corey. I just had to have a one, one word answer. God damn. All right. <laughs> Today's movie is Kung Fu Panda. God, I feel very attacked right now, sir. So rude. Fake you bring friend. the facts. I bring the sass. <laughs> You're starting to fall in the hobo's ter- territory. Fake friends. It's the hobo t- taking out the listeners one by one. Go keep going. She, what do you got to say about Madison? What do you got to say about Madison? Let's hear it. <laughs> Madison is the number one fan. And I actually had a phone conversation with her the other night. And um, Drew, I'm going to tell you. I actually walked her through our entire lineup for the whole year. So she got, she's got the spoilers. I'm very excited for today's movie, Kung Fu Panda. I personally remembered liking this movie. But when I rewatched it, I was like, holy fucking shit. This is a good ass movie. Like, it was better than I remembered. What about you? You looking at me like you want to say something, but you don't want to say something. I feel like you're going to be all like, it was okay. I'm worried about your rating for this movie. No, it was no, it was still good. It wasn't world change. It wasn't better than I remember, but I remember it is mm. good, so it's fine. It wasn't like life changing for me, though. I want to. I would also like to highlight the fact that a well, okay. Let's go. Let's just throw it back a little bit to when you said the reason that I or the distinction between. You're more Kentucky than I am because I do karate. Yet, who here mm. is obsessed with this martial arts movie as well, Corey? I'm not saying that Kung Fu Panda is... I have a good relationship with it because I do karate. But, Little Miss, I'm more Kentucky than you because I have cowgirl boots and you do karate. You're hung up on that. That was months ago. You're never going to let that go, are you? Actually, we referenced it in the last episode. That's why I said that. <laughs> Did we? Yeah, we talked about it because I think it was this last episode. I don't remember why. It's somewhere in the TVD, I think. I listened to it earlier. I think. Maybe it was another one. I don't know. Maybe it's you were listening to the episode from months ago. Unless it was Groundhog Day or if it was. I think it was on the Groundhog Day one because we were talking about something to do with states. Hmm. Shows you haven't clearly listened well, to the Groundhog Day episode, Corey. I have not listened to it yet, although it's not been that long since it released. You can take a chill pill, sir. It's been more than 12 hours. I expect some quick response. Yes. I I put a response in our group chat with our sound producer or whatever. We're, what if she's sound engineer, sound producer. I don't know what to call her. That I was not listening to it yet. I sent a message. I made it clear. I communicated. You, on the other hand, did not read it. And that is not my problem. I bring the facts. You bring the sass. Where's the sass? Because I brought the facts. So Kung Fu Panda. Oh, my God. Okay. Kung Fu Panda is a DreamWorks film from 2008. It has a 92-minute runtime. It has 87% of Rotten Tomatoes with an 83% audience score. It was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature when the year it came out. 
straight from the DreamWorks website, which I didn't even know they had a website. Like you can go to DreamWorks. Yeah, it's like DreamWorks.com or some shit. I don't know. But straight from their website, they said, prepare for awesomeness with this delightful DreamWorks animation film. Jack Black is the voice of Poe, a noodle slurping dreamer who must embrace his true self-fuzzy flaws in all in order to become the real dragon warrior. Filled with high-kicking humor, groundbreaking animation, and all-star cast, including Angelina Jolie, Seth Rogen, Jackie Chan, and Dustin Hoffman. It is a whole franchise at this point, right? Like, it is... It had a TV show called Legends of Awesomeness. It has two other movies out so far. It has a fourth movie coming out in March. And then they made a second tv like show it's a mini series and it was on netflix called like something like dark knight and i personally don't know if you remember watching the mini series drew did you watch the mini series like the actual tv show i did watch the tv show i didn't like break my neck to make sure i watched every new episode but if it was on i would watch it <laughs> oh i was obsessed with that tv show now with that being said do you remember the opening? As soon as it plays, I will. You know how I am with theme songs, but I can't remember how that one goes on top of my head. So I felt the same way. As soon as I started hearing it, I was like, oh my God. So I'm going to play it real quick just for us. Legends of awesomeness. Legends of the Kung Fu. And I. You're fame. You got top and earn the dragon warrior. Your name. Who? Ah, yeah. Sweet. First of all, I think it's hilarious that you actually do know it that well for someone who says they didn't watch it. I told you. <laughs> and then second of all, you're delayed. So when I'm playing it, it sounds like you're echoing it. Like, every you hear it, it sounds like you're saying, oh, that was pretty good, though. <laughs> but yes, as soon as I started hearing it, when I was doing all this research, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. I forgot how good this theme song was. <laughs> the other thing, just real quick, it has because it is a whole franchise. It has its own. T- it has its own ride at Universal as well. By the way, mm-hmm. and that TV show, the one I said that came out later, it came out recently. Like I think it came out in like 2019, 2020. Like it was recent compared to Legends of Awesomeness and the other movies. And I don't know if it was popular, mainly because I think the storyline was not good. People actually critique legends of awesomeness heavily like you'd be surprised how many people think that it was not a very good setup i liked it as a kid maybe we could rewatch it and see if it still is good or not because a lot of people on reddit feel like legends of awesomeness was trying to show poe needing like character growth or whatever and getting that character growth to becoming the true dragon warrior and making it make more sense i personally think that it was value added because i was like 12 or 11 years old watching it and it it worked with the story for me as an adult i don't know if it would still work the new tv show 
I saw what it was about. I watched the trailer and immediately I don't think it works. The concept is that Poe was trying to do something and ended up destroying like a small town and they tried to strip him of his title Dragon Warrior. So he has to do something to earn his title back. And so that's the whole miniseries is him doing something to save China so that he can earn his title of Dragon Warrior back. I just don't think that's how that would work, given the rest of the entire concepts of the rest of the movies and the whole franchise. It just doesn't feel like that's something like the title, him being able to lose the title just doesn't feel like that's something that should be able to happen. Does that make sense? Yes. And then I have a comment to say on that, plus a little bit of explanation for the audience, because we didn't say it a little bit ago. This is part one of our Kung Fu Panda mini arc in preparation to the new movie when it releases in March. I say that because isn't the... Have you seen much about the new movie? Because isn't the premise of the new movie him training the next Dragon Warrior? Yes, I watched a trailer. Yes, I watched a trailer. And yes, you're right. So he has to become the Uguay. He has to become the one at peace and that holds the peace for the Valley of Peace because that's where it's set is the Valley of Peace. And the new Dragon Warrior has to be what he was doing. And for him, in the new movie, from what I got, he's struggling with that because... Yes, he has found peace, he's found she, etc. And he knows how to do all the things. Like he's the master, he's mastered everything really easily, especially once he got to the point where he's at at the end of this movie. But he's struggling with the fact that he will no longer be the Dragon Warrior. But this movie is set in China, which is blanket China. There's no defined like state province or city. We know it's the Valley of Peace, but I don't think that's a real place necessarily in China. But what do I know? So, Drew, have you ever been to China? I have not. I've not been to Asia in general. So, dude, I hope boat. you have one too, but I have not. Yeah, I'm the same way. I would love to go to China. They have a lot of really cool landscaping, and they have the Great Wall of China, which is one of the seven wonders, right? So, I hope to go there one day, but I have also never been there, and that's for all of Asia. I also would like to, really would like to go to Japan. I think Korea could be cool. And um, India is part of Asia, and I'd like to go there. So, and there's other parts of like that area that are starting to be more considered Eurasia, I guess, but I'd also like to go there. So, generally, yes, I would love to go to Asia. Our one line summary of this movie, the most basic I could get it, is this a story about a panda who becomes the Kung Fu master of all time against all odds. I wouldn't call him the Kung Fu master of all time. Um, Sir, yes, he is. Mm, I disagree. At the end of this movie, he's still learning. But by the end of the third movie, he's the master of everything. That's the third movie. This is the first movie, Corey. Okay. All right. He is to become the Kung Fu master of everything. He is halfway there at the end of this movie. Better. I feel like you have a lot of issues today. I don't know what your problem is. I got up early for you. First of all. <laughs> What's that? I just, I came out to have a good time. I just honestly feel like so attacked right now. See, we're coming into this. You were excited. So I knew I had to polar opposite you and continue to drag you. You had to like bring me down. Absolutely. As we learned mm. in Kung Fu Panda, the world is a matter of balance, Corey. You can't be tipped one way or the other. So our movie opens with our main character, Poe, 
having a dream about being the most awesome kung fu fighter of all time and hanging out with the Furious Five. And they're the current great kung fu masters besides their master Shifu and Ugwe. Side point on this, the since you introduced the characters, Master Shifu is a redundant statement. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Explain that to me. Shifu means master or teacher. Shifu, like the whole word means? The or, name, or, the like, word Shifu. Shifu means master or teacher. Wow. <laughs> master. Or Sifu. But I think, or that that might just be another like dialect of it. I don't know. But I know, like, when I heard it, Shifu is in, at least in Kung Fu, I know that that's master or teacher. So I thought that was it. I knew that's what his name was. But as soon as I heard them say it, I was like, huh, that's redundant. But I didn't know that when I was growing up. Like, obviously. No, I wouldn't know that either. I'm surprised you knew that just from karate. No, it's not from karate. It's from, I consume a lot of martial arts media. Mm. And it, there's like a show called Kung Fu that their teacher is Shifu. And then in Avatar The Last Airbender, he calls Toph Sifu Toph. Let's play the opening two lines of the, our movie. Legend tales of a legendary warrior whose kung fu skills were the stuff of legend. He traveled the land in search of worthy foes. I see you like to chew. Maybe you should chew on my fist. The warrior said nothing, for his mouth was full. Then he swallowed. And then he spoke. Enough talk. Let's fight. He was so deadly, in fact, that his enemies would go blind from overexposure to pure awesomeness. He's too awesome and attractive. How can we repay you? There is no charge for awesomeness or attractiveness. It mattered not how many foes he faced. They were no match for his modesty. Never before had a panda been so feared and so loved. Even the most heroic heroes in all of China, the Furious Five, bowed in respect to this great master. We should head out. Agreed. But hanging out would have to wait, because when you're facing the 10,000 demons of Demon Mountain, there's only one thing that matters, and that's... Uh Get up. You'll be late for work. So Poe goes downstairs where his dad asked him what he was doing. And he took so long to get up since he was late for work at the family restaurant. And Poe lies and says he was dreaming about noodles. His dad gets excited because there is a legend in their family that when the son dreams about noodles, it means he is ready to take over the family restaurant and to learn what the secret ingredient is in the secret ingredient soup. About what? Huh? 
What were you dreaming about? What was I? Uh, I was dreaming about uh, uh, noodles. Noodles? You were really dreaming about noodles? Uh, yeah. What else would I be dreaming about? Oh, careful! That soup is sharp. Oh, happy day! My son finally having the noodle dream. <laughs> you don't know how long I've been waiting for this moment. This is a sign, Paul. Uh, a sign of what? You are almost ready to be entrusted with the secret ingredient of my secret ingredient soup. And then you will fulfill your destiny and take over the restaurant. Just as I took it over from my father, who took it over from his father, who won it from a friend in a game of mahjong. Dad, 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 it was just a dream. I wanted to pause here because the whole thing about the dream being a foretelling of one's destiny actually does work in favor of this movie because Poe is dreaming about being the dragon warrior in this movie. Like that, it's still relevant to say, oh, he had a foretelling dream of his destiny. Just it typically would have been about noodles. (laughs) And then also, you know how he asked his dad, did you ever have a dream? And his dad's like, oh, when I was young and crazy, I dreamed about running off and making tofu. (laughs) (laughs) How wild is that, Corey? A tofu. Oh, crazy. Who could imagine? That's almost as crazy as pesto. (laughs) Store-bought pesto. What? You don't have, you didn't get all the Susie stitches? What are you saying right now? (laughs) TikTok. (laughs) There was a girl that was like, call me crazy, but I don't like store-bought pesto. And then everybody would stitch it with all their crazy stories. No, no. You no, never got about. a Susie stitch? Drew, what side of TikTok are you on? Because the Susie stitches were like mainstream. I don't mainstream. think so, Corey. I do not think so. I'll have to go find Susie stitches and send them to you because they're old now. Like People are, haven't really been doing them for a minute, but they were like super popular for at least a month. And I feel like pretty much all of maybe... It was either November or December that they were crazy popular. And like I said, there was this girl that basically was like, call me crazy, but I don't like store about pesto. And her whole video is her making her own pesto. And then everybody would be like, that's crazy, Susie. You know what else is crazy? And then tell something that's actually fucking crazy. And then Susie herself made a Susie stitch, which was even more iconic. She talked that's about a story crazy, about how she got Corey. drunk in it. It <laughs> <laughs> ended up on her roof hungover (laughs) okay all right almost as crazy as store-bought pesto but we'll we'll move on at the jade palace we get introduced to shifu and the furious five in uguay uguay calls upon shifu to tell him he had a vision of tai lung returning and shifu sends their messenger to the prison where tai lung is to try and prevent his escape he tells them to double the guards double the weapons double everything uguay says and i quote one often meets his destiny on the road he takes to avoid it. And this is so good. Like, I love that quote. And I love how that quote literally is just like, again, defining the rest of the movie. Like, they are very good with the foreshadowing in this. And I also felt like for me, they had a lot of like good life lessons in this movie, but they don't beat you over the head with it. And I love that. I feel like a lot of times they beat you over the head with it in kids' movies and they did not in this one. I would agree. Yeah, that's fair. One often meets his destiny on the road he takes to avoid it. We have to do something. We can't just let him march on the valley and take his revenge. He'll, he'll... Your mind is like this water, my friend. When it is agitated, 
it becomes difficult to see. But if you allow it to settle, the answer becomes clear. The Dragon Scroll. It is time. I also like the other quote in this set, because I think it's another amazing quote, and I try to live by that when I get stressed. I just try to settle so I can think. Or he's talking about how like your mind is like this water here, but if you let it settle, the answer will become clear. I'm the same way. Like when I get overwhelmed, I'm just like, okay, I gotta clear my mind so I can think. Yeah. And then I think it's hilarious that he's like, who will be the dragon warrior? And Uke's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Back at the restaurant, an announcement is posted that says today the dragon warrior will be picked. And Poe rushes everyone out saying they've been waiting a thousand years for this and it's time to hustle. So Poe tries to rush out of the restaurant too, but his dad stops him and tells him to take the noodle cart. And Poe tries to tell his dad then that he lied and he didn't have a dream about noodles. But he chickens out and says he wants to bring the bean buns because they're about to expire. And his dad's like, oh, you did have a noodle dream. Yay. <laughs> The celebration ensues, but Poe gets stuck at the bottom of this long-ass staircase. And I think it's the longest staircase known to mankind. And he's trying to bring the noodle cart up it. So Poe decides to leave the cart at the bottom and, like, goes up to the top. Ugwe and Shifu exchange words before, like, starting the ceremony. And Ugwe tells Shifu to remember that whoever he chooses will bring not only peace to the valley, but also to Shifu. Right as Poe reaches the top, the doors to the courtyard of the Jade Palace close. So he starts attempting to see the Furious, Furious Five perform and fails every single way. Ugwe announces he senses the dragon warrior is among them. And in hearing this, Poe begins frantically trying to find a way in. When he is like sensed, it's when he found a way to like where he thought he was going to be like launched inside from above. But he ends up just flying over the Jade Palace instead of into the Jade Palace. And, like, that's his first, like, appearance for Ugwe could have seen him. And that's the moment when Ugwe is like, I sense his presence. No, Court. You gotta do your Ugwe the right way. You gotta, sit, like, deep sigh. <sighs> I sense his presence. You have to do it, like, <laughs> oh, knowingly. Drew, I, I think you are Ugwe. We'll have a character discussion at the end. Yes. Wait, are you saying Uguay sassy? Ah, uh, no, maybe a little bit. There's a line later where I thought was hilarious, and we'll get to that. But <laughs> Poe discovers some fireworks and attempts to strap them to a chair that he's sitting on, and he got, he's going to fly into the courtyard. Then that's when his dad shows up and asks him what he's doing. Suddenly, the fireworks go off late, and he flies into the Jade Palace and is picked as the Dragon Warrior because he lands right in front of Uguay, right as he's pointing. And everyone is like, what? And Shifu tries to argue, saying that it must have been Tigris that Uguay was pointing at. And Uguay's like, nope, I'm pointing at him. And the five try to apologize to Shifu, saying they failed him. And Shifu says, no, if the panda has not quit by morning, then I have failed you. At the prison, the messenger duck arrives, telling them to increase all their forces, and the rhino in charge gets, like, all head up about it. He's all insulted. <laughs> so he insists on taking a tour to prove how secure the prison is. Arrogant. Exactly. The rhino knocks a feather out of the duck's back, and the feather floats down to Tai Lung. So it's, like, a beautiful, like, suspense or dramatic irony watching the tour and interactions because the characters don't know about that feather and everything, but we do. 
And ultimately, that is what allows Tai Lung to get out. So back at the Jade Palace, Poe has been paraded off and taken to the Sacred Hall of Warriors, where he starts to fan over, fangirl over all the kung fu things and accidentally breaks the legendary urn of Whispering Warriors. Shifu starts to bully Poe by calling him flabby and says he's not worthy of a dragon warrior and puts him in the wuxi finger hold and says the hardest part of that move is the cleanup. Poe begs for mercy and Shifu takes Poe to the training room where the five are like kicking some serious ass. Shifu tells Poe to start showing his moves and Poe is like, I need to start at level zero and wants to use the child's dummy for practice. He accidentally stumbles into the training arena and gets his ass kicked. And then Chifu says, there is now a level zero. On their way home for the evening, Poe overhears the five talking shit about him and making fun of him. And he starts to really like feel the doubt about himself. Poe tries to enter the sleeping area and accidentally ends up making a lot of creaking noises and falls into Crane's room. And Crane says, you don't belong here in reference to him being in his room. But Poe takes it another way. Oh, hey, hi, you're up. Am now. I was just, uh, someday, huh? <laughs> that kung fu stuff is hard work, right? Your biceps sore? Um, I've had a long and rather disappointing day, so, uh, yeah, I should probably get to sleep now. Yeah, 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 of course. Okay, thanks. It's just, oh, man, I'm such a big fan. Well, you guys were totally amazing at the Battle of Weeping River. Outnumbered a thousand to one, but you didn't stop. And then you just... Ooh, sorry about that. Uh, look, you don't belong here. Uh, I know, I know. You're right. I don't have a... I just... My whole life, I've dreamed of... No, 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 I, I meant you don't belong here. I mean, in this room. But this is my room. Property of Crane. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, right. <clears throat> so, yeah. You want to get to sleep? Yeah. I'm keeping you up. We got big things tomorrow. <laughs> All right. You're awesome. Last thing I'm going to say. Okay, bye-bye. <sighs> what was that? I didn't say anything. Okay. All right. Good night. Sleep well. <sighs> Seems a little bit awkward. Master Tigress, didn't mean to wake you. Just, uh... You don't belong here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, of course. This is your room. I mean, you don't belong in the Jade Palace. You're a disgrace to Kung Fu, and if you have any respect for who we are and what we do, you will be gone by morning. So I just wanted to pause here to talk about the scene we just heard. I wanted to play the next scenes because the opening lines are hilarious. But I think it's really interesting that Tigress is that like overt about it. That, that she's just willing to like. Do you know what I'm saying? Are you saying that it's interesting that Tigress is so upfront? And so Yeah. And like Tigress is low-key like the lead of the five she's the unspoken head of the group if that makes sense like right. nobody is like their leader other than like their master or anything like that shifu but like in reality when it comes to who calls all the shots really tigress does it's interesting that the leader of the five is the one that's like you don't belong here we don't want you here and the other five are trying to be nice about it and it, i think it plays a little bit to the background that tigress has because it's implied especially later but up into the beginning that well 
it's strongly implied, heavily implied that she is the expected dragon warrior. Both Shifu, like she's yes. the one that should have been. Not even also because Uglo is about to point at her, but because like she is the second, the main. Like you said, she's the leader, but she's the one of the five. She is Shifu's favorite. We saw, as opposed to the others, which we haven't gotten there to in the story yet, but we see a bit more of her background as we do the others. We don't know how yes. Crane and Mantis and monkey and snake all got there or viper or whatever her actual name is i don't think her name's actual snake and isn't it viper it's viper and i'm actually glad that you mentioned that because they made an entire 30 minute thing that talks about the background of the five i'm glad that you included that little statement because we could also watch that and get the backstory or maybe i'll just watch it before so what i'm probably gonna do is i'm gonna watch the i'm gonna look up the years of when all this other like extra stuff came out and i might watch it in between the movie that it makes sense to so that way i have background that i can throw out there as needed does that work yeah and and i know that was a little bit of a background thing but the going into the like outside of the extra stuff in movie wise it really especially as the movies progress they become more like the story of kung fu panda becomes more centralized around Poe. Especially as the more they're like this, the extra stuff is where you get the extraness of the side characters. But the, as you go deeper and deeper into the movies, you get deeper and deeper into Poe's history, his feelings, his stance as a dragon warrior. As we already said, the fourth one is him passing on that title or getting coming to terms with passing on that title. And then, like, I just feel like the other, the five, like being the Furious Five, I feel like fades into the background outside of it. Like, it was really big in the TV show, I know, because you. Had time to focus on each one of them. There's this short that you're talking about, but nothing else in the main of the main cinematic world of Kung Fu Panda focuses on the five at all. I don't think. Um. Okay, now keep in mind, I actually don't think I ever saw the second movie or the third one, but in some research and other things, which I'll bring up in a second, I promise all of it will make sense why I saw some things, but I saw some clips from the other two movies. And I feel like Tigress gets a lot of like, yes, Poe is obviously our main character. And yes, he does get the most attention and screen time, et cetera. But I think Tigress gets quite a good amount. And we see what I remember mostly from Tigress is, was from the TV show. I thought it could be, it's been a while since I've seen two. I don't think I've ever seen three. Well, we learned Tigress's backstory for the most part in this movie. Right, right. Okay, so I also like I don't want to do this too early. So give me a couple more minutes yes, to get to a fine. certain point, yeah. and then I want to talk more about Tigris and why I said I saw a bunch of things from other things that I okay. probably shouldn't have. I see you have found a sacred peach tree of heavenly wisdom. Oh, is that what this is? I am so sorry. I thought it was just a regular peach tree. I understand. You eat when you are upset. Upset? I'm not upset. Why would why, why, why you think I'm upset? So why are you upset? <sighs> I probably sucked more today than anyone in the history of Kung Fu, in the history of China, in the history of sucking. Probably. And the five? Man, you should have seen them. They totally hate me. Totally. How's Shifu ever going to turn me into the Dragon Warrior? I mean, I'm not like the five. I've got no claws, no wings, no venom. Even Mantis has those thingies. <sighs> Maybe I should just quit and go back to making noodles. Quit. Don't quit. 
Noodles. Don't noodles. You are too concerned with what was and what will be. There's a saying. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. But today is a gift. That is why it is called the present. I thought this was beautiful. And I love the way that Ugwe agrees, but also encourages because he's honest and wise, etc. But it's like a beautiful way to earn trust and get feedback, but also still encouraging. And I also love that he gives him a peach at the end. Remember how earlier you were like, do you think Ugwe is asking? And I said, he has a moment. This is the moment. Because him to be like, I sucked the most out of everyone in the history of Kung Fu or the history of China. And Ugwe was like, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, no, cute, the cutest moment. Uh, well, not the cutest, but a funny moment was when... <laughs> That's what this is. Yes. <laughs> and so back at the prison, we see how Tai Long uses the feather to escape and breaks out of his holding and beats up every guard and escapes. And then he grabs the duck and tells him to go back to Shifu and says, tell Shifu the real dragon warrior is coming home. So the next morning, they think that Poe has left, but he actually was doing stretching in the like courtyard of the Jade Palace and gets stuck in the splits position. <laughs> He's quit. What do we do now, Master? With the panda gone, who will be the dragon warrior? All we can do is resume our training and trust that in time, the true dragon warrior will be revealed. Ah! What are you doing here? Hi. Good morning, Master. I thought I'd warm up a little. Huh? You're stuck. Stuck? Nah. What? Stuck? <laughs> nah. This is not enough. Yeah, I'm stuck. Help him. Oh, dear. And maybe on three. One, two. <laughs> Thank you. Don't mention it. Not really. I appreciate it. Ever. You actually thought you could learn to do a full split in one night? It takes years to develop one's flexibility, and years longer to apply it in combat. Put that down! The only souvenirs we collect here are bloody knuckles and broken bones. Yeah! So Tigress jumped and did the splits, right? And it breaks those like jade plate thingies. I don't know what they were. They're some sort of stone. They're like green. And that's what got Poe all hot and bothered, right? Poe is all like, oh, <laughs> right? And then tries to pick up the little rock and she was like, put that down. So this is where I said, give me a couple minutes and we'll get back to it. People hardcore want Tigress and Poe to be a couple. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I don't see it. Like, I don't ship it. Yeah. It's not something that I was really that concerned with. Like, for me, I was watching this movie and I was like, yeah, he clearly thought that was hot. But that was it. That was all it was. And there's never a moment in the rest of the movie, again, where I was like, oh, he and Tigress have such good chemistry. There are people who are so obsessed with the idea of Tigress and Poe. They make edits. They make, like, compilations that explain how they're in love with each other, etc. And yes, they pull from all sorts of different things besides the movie. For example, the TV show. There's an episode in the TV show where Poe is getting married to a ram. I think that's the animals that she is. 
And like they show, they display Tigress as being jealous. And she is acting jealous in the, that episode, but she's also acting protective because she just doesn't trust the lady that Poe is supposed to marry. But then they use other clips from the second movie where Poe and Tigress have this moment of like, she's like calling him out on making a bad judgment call on something. And she's like, I'm basically like, she's like here for him and she hugs him. And then there's other clips from the second movie that again shows their character, like, their relationship together as like very strong and very loving but also like hold each other accountable and then the third movie again i saw clips and stuff of her trying to protect him and save him etc so i saw things i probably shouldn't have because of all this like deep diving into the poe tigress like obsession that people have and their ship name is called tipo <laughs> so if you just put tipo into youtube you know how much shit you're gonna fucking find it is unreal I went down such a deep rabbit hole of Kung Fu Panda and all Tipu, Tipo and all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Tipu. Tipu. We're going to call him Tipu from now on. But yeah, I, I would be interested to see if maybe by the end of our little franchise run here that I'm also on the side of Tipo. But like as of right now at movie one, I'm not convinced. I think mm. that they I could see them being such close friends that maybe that line feels a little blurred, but I don't see it as like that anything beyond that personally. No, I would agree. And then I'm much more like the family vibe that they all have the family between the five Shifu and Poe, the, them as a family unit. I like that a lot better than any romantic relationship between any of them. Yeah. I wouldn't say that I feel like at least in this movie, Again, maybe my opinion will change as we go deeper into the franchise, but I don't feel like he has the family relationship with the rest of the five. I feel like he started it with Tigress in this one, and I know he's got it with Shifu in this one and Ugwe. But like, I don't feel like he has the family vibe with Mantis, Viper, Monkey, or Crane. You don't have anything to say about that? I'm debating because, yes, I don't know. And I don't know how much of mine is fueled by the other stuff. I see it a little mm -hmm. bit between him and the others. With, I'll speak on it and the scenes we get there, but as he gets closer to them, there's a few key scenes that he has where they're like, like college friends vibes mm -hmm. type of co like mm -hmm. college friend family bond is what and that's essentially like. yeah it's not even a wrong assessment of it because like think about it they live together in the same dormitory they eat together they train together like it is the same like it's a boarding school college same kind of vibe all the way mm. around like it's definitely like that kind of environment brews tight-knit relationships and like it just it that makes sense i can see why you're comparing it to that shifu proceeds to have the five fight po for practice but really it's just them like beating him up until shifu takes his turn and shifu makes a comment about finding your opponent's strength and using it against them until they quit. And Poe says, don't worry, Master. I'll never quit. And that evening, Mantis and Viper try to give Poe acupuncture. But they're struggling to find his nerve points. And Poe tells them he feels like Shifu is trying to get rid of him. Warrior based on his size. I mean, look at me. I'm over here. <laughs> Maybe you should take a look at this again. Oh, okay. <laughs> Stop. 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 I know Master Shifu's trying to inspire me and all, but if I didn't know any better, I'd say he was trying to get rid of me. <laughs> uh. 
I know he can seem kind of heartless. <laughs> but, you know, he wasn't always like that. According to legend, there was once a time when Master Shifu actually used to smile. No. Yes. But that was before. Before what? Before Tai Lung. Uh, yeah, we're not really supposed to talk about him. Well, if he's going to stay here, he should know. Guys, guys, I know about Tai Lung. He was a student, the first ever to master the thousand scrolls of Kung Fu. And then he turned bad and I was in jail. And... He wasn't just a student. Shifu found him as a cub. And he raised him as his son. And when the boy showed talent in Kung Fu, Shifu trained him. He believed in him. He told him he was destined for greatness. It was never enough for Talon. He wanted the Dragon Scroll, but Ugwe saw darkness in his heart and refused. Outraged, Tai Lung laid waste to the valley. He tried to take the scroll by force, and Shifu had to destroy what he had created. But how could he? Shifu loved Tai Lung like he had never loved anyone before. Or since. And now, he has a chance to make things right. To train the true dragon warrior. And he's stuck with you. A big, fat panda who treats it like a joke. Oh, that is it! Wait! My fault! I accidentally tweaked his facial nerve! And may have also stopped his heart. I personally think that's how we are to understand that Shifu got his limp. Did you notice that Shifu has a limp? Mm -hmm. By the way? Yeah. I feel like... No, there's no proof at this moment. That's exactly how Shifu got his limp. But the fact that Tai Long like takes him out right at that leg and then he has a limp in the movie personally that's why I feel like that's how we're supposed to feel that he got that limp but that may not necessarily be true no that's the vibe I remember I don't know if it was that moment but there was somewhere when I was watching the movie I was like it connected the dots in my head because I was like oh he does have a limp like it like I really I don't remember if I knew that but like it's not like outstanding mm -hmm. the fact that she has a limp but as whenever I saw some scene it was probably that scene I was like oh that makes sense so, yeah, I would agree. So, we see Shifu trying to meditate when the messenger duck comes back. And Shifu runs to Ugwe, who says that he needs to believe in the dragon warrior. Because remember, the messenger duck came back and told him what happened at the prison. Ugwe reminds Shifu that there are no accidents and the panda is meant to be. They have, like, a metaphorical back and forth with, like, the peach tree and saying, like, what you can and can't control and what you can and can't force something to be. And then Ugwe asks Shifu to promise him that he will believe in Poe. And Shifu says he will try. And Ugwe is like, good. Now it's my time to go. Peace out, Girl Scout. 
I wrote down this part. I was like, Uwe really said, all right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> I'm going to leave, yes. leave before things get crazy. Good luck to you yeah, all. Really I'll see did. you in the next life. He really did. He really did. And I get because I know that from the other franchise stuff that Uwe is not completely gone. Like we see him several more times. I know that. But if I didn't know that, it is quite sad the way Uwe leaves like that. I low-key would have cried if I hadn't yeah. known that. Like, if this was the very first time I'm watching this ever, I probably would have teared up a bit. Yeah, it's really sad, honestly. He just, like, he, he's the only one that the bond between Uwe and Shifu is, obviously, we know this is the strongest. They have history. But, like, that's the last time everyone, like, as far as we know right now, that's the last time anyone's ever seen him. He didn't say goodbye to the five. Shifu just comes back and yeah. he's like, he's gone. And they're like, what? Yeah. There's a scene in the third movie that I'm so excited to talk about because, yeah, I'm just so excited to talk about it. So you'll, we'll have to give you give me about a month. And when you hear it, you'll know. I'll probably bring it up. I'll be like, this is the one I was so excited to talk about. <laughs> and it has to do with Shifu, Ugwe, and Poe again. So a little, little, little hint for you to stay involved. You can hear what I'm excited to talk about in like a month from now. So... Ugwe gives Shifu his wooden staff and disappears into like the peach tree leaves or the petals. That's what they are. I was like, what do you call those? The petals, the flower petals from the peach tree. And in the kitchen, Poe is cooking for everyone. And they all are talking about how good his soup is. And Poe is like, nah, you should try my dad's secret ingredient soup. He actually knows the secret ingredient. And Tigress makes a comment about the dragon warrior being able to live off of dew only. And Poe just like tries to laugh it off. And Poe slurps up some of the noodle soup and he gets a noodle stuck across his face and it looks like Shifu's mustache. So he starts making fun of Shifu. And right as he's doing that is when Shifu rolls up. And Shifu announces that Tai Lung has escaped from the prison and Ugwe is gone. And Poe must actually be the dragon warrior now. Tigers asks to go fight Tai Lung and Shifu says no. And Poe runs away screaming. You cannot leave. A real warrior never quits. Watch me. <sighs> Come on. How am I supposed to beat Tai Lung? I can't even beat you to the stairs. You will beat him because you are the dragon warrior. Ow! You don't believe that. Oh! You never believed that. From the first moment I got here, you've been trying to get rid of me. Yes! <laughs> I was! But now I ask you to trust in your master as I have come to trust in mine. <sighs> You're not my master, and I'm not the dragon warrior. Then why didn't you quit? You knew I was trying to get rid of you, yet you stayed. Yeah, I stayed. I stayed because every time you threw a brick at my head or said I smelled, it hurt. But it could never hurt more than it did every day of my life just being me. I stayed because I thought if anyone could change me, could make me... Not me. It was you, the greatest kung fu teacher in all of China. But I can change you. I can turn you into the dragon warrior, and I will. Come on. Tai Lung is on his way here right now. And even if it takes him 100 years to get here, how are you going to change this into the dragon warrior? Huh? How? How? I don't know. 
I don't know. That's what I thought. So Tigress leaves after listening into that conversation to find and fight Tai Lung. The other four, jo- the other four, join her to help her fight. And the next morning, Shifu is at Ugwe's like death slash disappearance site, where he hears what sounds like kung fu. So he checks the training room, but it's empty. And he ends up finding Poe in the kitchen, beating the shit out of everything as he stress eats. And Shifu hints that there are cookies on the top shelf, and Poe climbs up like ten feet and holds a perfect split as he eats cookies. So this is how Shifu finds that he can train Poe. Because Poe essentially already somehow had some natural kung fu inclination. Like he was doing kung fu in the kitchen, but he was only able to access it when he was stress eating. They go off to train into the mountains near this pool of sacred tears where Poe accidentally like washes his pits in the pool. And this is also like the birthplace of kung fu. And I say that because it's like, I got the impression that they're saying Ugwe invented kung fu like a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I right in what they're trying no, to? Yeah, I was like, involved. am I right in what they're trying to say? And I was also surprised because, like, I know we know Ugwe's old, and I know turtles. I think in real life, turtles can live like three hundred years or something. So, like, that makes sense. That in theory, in their world, that they want to say it was a thousand years ago, and it was Ugwe. Like, first of all, that's dope. Can you imagine, like, you got to meet the the creator of kung fu, and like. He dies not long after you meet him. Like, that's sad and stuff. But, like, you could be one of the last people that met him. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Anyway, my point is, like, I just think it's really cool. But also, like, I just, I feel like, really, it was Ugwe? Because they, I know there's other things in the franchise, like the Dragon Warrior. Like, that, it just doesn't, they imply that the Kung Fu came from Ugwe. But when you think about it, Poe, like, Maybe I'm getting too far into the franchise that we haven't talked about yet. And this is exactly why I try not to watch ahead. But, like, Poe's spirit of the Dragon Warrior or whatever is supposed to be, like, ancient. So, like, how did Kung Fu not exist before now? I ain't got an answer for you, Corey. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should talk about this in the in the next few movies when it comes up again, if it comes up again. But I just, I feel like that's my only, like, plot hole with this is they implied that Uguay is the creator of Kung Fu. But then that doesn't make a whole lot of sense for Poe's storyline. But we'll see. Maybe it will. Maybe I'm just not understanding because I haven't seen the whole entire movies. Yes, but also it could be a little bit of, it adds a little bit to the Kung Fu lore of it all. If, like, because like you just said, Poe had a natural inclination for Kung Fu. And then goes a little bit to, like, the Furious, the Furious Five, for example, learned Kung Fu from Master Shifu, but they each are technically the masters of their own style because within Kung Fu, there's like tiger style, crane style, all that type of stuff. So unless... I am really glad that you actually said that because I had no idea that was implied. Like I thought they were just no, random animals. No, no a, I thought they were actual... random animals. No, there's like a whole... So is there, there's like... is there a panda style? I don't know, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like the... I think there's a, I don't know if, okay, again, I practice karate, not kung fu, but I don't know if there's mm-hmm. a, I, we, and we have like, we, ha, in our style, specific style within karate, we have like, like a dragon fist form. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's like a dragon style, but that's like, we have like older, the ancient karate like moves. My sensei has taught us a little bit of them that are like, 
they're named based off of animal styles too. Like I think bear claw is one of them, but the, uh, but yes, there within Kung Fu specifically, there are specific styles of like tiger style, tiger stance. We have crane stance in our, in karate, hmm. but so my point being maybe Uguay like was the first one to formalize the, it all like, the style of fighting as kung fu, but the actual movements and the style ex- was present within the animals themselves already, or the people. Yeah, I feel like you're right. I feel like it's like the idea of like the same thing with written language. Like the language existed, but nobody had written it before. Like mm-hmm. I feel like you're right. I think he just formalized it. It probably existed. He probably just formalized it, institutionalized it, it made it trainable and obtainable for everyone. Because like I think that's the other thing like that they're trying to preach is like. Yes, Poe in particular is special, and we'll get to that. But the idea is that anyone can do anything they put their mind to, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what maybe what they're saying is that Uwe made it so that anybody could learn it and they could all do it if they wanted. Shifu trains Poe for X amount of days using food as the incentive, and Poe actually learns. At the end of this time, Shifu offers Poe dumplings as like a final battle slash test. So they battle it out over the last dumpling and Poe wins. But then he like is like, never mind, I'm not hungry. Meanwhile, the five find an attempt to battle Tai Lung. Tai Lung says he heard the dragon warrior fell out of the sky in a ball of fire, which LMAO. <laughs> he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. <laughs> and that is true. Like, what a funny way to like, that's a good reputation to have, is it not? But like, also like, if he really only knew. <laughs> <laughs> There was a video, it was like a YouTube short, again, because I fell down such a deep rabbit hole, that talked about how if you pay attention in the battle scene, the five have with Tai Lung here. At the beginning of the movie, when we're first introduced to the five, they all attack Shifu at the same time. And Shifu is like, you guys did well if you were trying to disappoint me. And he critiques each of them and gives them something they need to work on. Do you remember that at the beginning of the movie? A little bit. In this scene, somebody made a video on YouTube talking about how they actually took his feedback and used it here and that they each tried to work on that like movement here or whatever. Like with Viper, for example, I think he said, you need to be faster. And so she did. And then Tigress, it was like, you need to, it's not like don't hesitate. I forget the exact word he used, but essentially he was like, don't hesitate. And so she didn't hear and she was a lot more aggressive with it here. So just things like that, like, they took his feedback and they actioned it in this fight. But ultimately, unfortunately, it was not enough. They all lost to him. All five of them lost to Tai Lung. There's, they lose because he uses what's called a nerve attack on them. And he like paralyzes them with their nervous system. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The five go back to the Jade Palace right as Poe and Shifu are also getting back. And they start talking about how Shifu starts unparalyzing them. And they start talking about how Tai Long left them alive, but he didn't have to. And he did it to bring about fear because that they definitely could have been killed. And most of the time when movies do something like this, where they're like explaining verbally why something did or didn't happen, it's very poorly done. I actually liked the way they did this. It makes sense here. It didn't break me from the scene. It didn't make me feel like oh, they're just verbally moving the story along. It actually felt like it was a legitimate reason to talk about why did he not kill us? You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. And it, they made it funny because when Shifu says he was just trying to strike fear into our hearts, Poe was like, it's working. Like, <laughs> it was funny, too. And I think that's another reason it felt believable. It gave another excuse for Poe to be funny. And that's just what the whole movie was. Shifu basically explaining the facts and Poe making them funny. I felt like that was a very well done instance where they use dialogue to move the story along and explain something where most of the time in movies i feel like they don't do it well and the only thing that broke me from the scene was the thought that i was like oh wow they did that really well like if i hadn't been looking for that and thought oh they did that really well i would not have been broken from the scene at all does that make sense yeah so they all go to get the dragon scroll because it's the last hope they have now to defeat tai Lung. And no one knows what happens when the dragon scroll is red, but legend says the warrior will be able to hear a butterfly's wing beat and see light in the deepest cave and feel the universe in motion around you. So Poe opens the scroll and dot. It's blank. <laughs> it's blank. And they're all like, what? I don't understand. It's blank. No, so, she, he goes, what? He goes, he said, Poe's like, look, it's blank. He goes, I'm not supposed to look at it. I'm, I'm not supposed to. And he goes, let me take a look at it and steals it and looks at it again. Yes. I yes. Thought that was funny. Yes. It's hilarious. Because I think he even says something like, I am not worthy. Give it yes. <laughs> <laughs> They decide to evacuate the valley because the scroll is blank. So there must not be really anything like the, there must be something wrong, right? And that Poe must not be the dragon warrior or he's going to lose. And there's something wrong with the dragon scroll. And everybody's all sorts of disappointed, etc. And Shifu's going to stay behind to sacrifice himself so that everyone else can at least escape the valley and live. And he tells them to continue their journeys without him. Poe returns home to find his dad's shop and he's defeated. And people are mumbling about him saying like, oh, look, there's a dragon warrior when he's on his way home and stuff. And he's like a fraud, right? And his dad has packed up the shop and his dad starts welcoming him back, talking about the next shop that they're going to open. So for our next shop, it's time to face it. The future of noodles is dice-cut vegetables. No longer slices. Also, I was thinking, maybe this time we'll have a kitchen you can actually stand up in. Hmm? You like that? I'm sorry things didn't work out. It just wasn't meant to be. Paul, forget everything else. Your destiny still awaits. We are noodle folk. Broth runs deep through our veins. I don't know, Dad. Honestly, sometimes I can't believe I'm actually your son. <laughs> Paul. I think it's time I told you something I should have told you a long time ago. Okay. The secret ingredient of my secret ingredient soup. Oh. Come here, come here. The secret ingredient is nothing. Huh? You heard me. Nothing. There is no secret ingredient. Wait, wait. It's just plain old noodle soup? You don't add some kind of special sauce or something? Don't have to. To make something special, you just have to believe it's special. Poe realizes the scroll is actually a mirror and sees his own reflection 
And as he realizes there's no secret ingredient in the soup, same concept, there is no secret ingredient for the dragon warrior because if you believe in yourself, you are it. Like you are the secret ingredient because there is no secret ingredient. And I love that message. Like just the, the like something is special if you believe it's special. Oh, how beautiful. How beautiful. <laughs> this is why I stood I was watching this and I was like, this is better than I remember. <laughs> it is so deep and so beautiful and like such a good message for kids. And they don't even realize it. Like they're just watching it and it's subtly entering their minds. And they're going to grow up thinking something special if you believe it's special and not realize they believe that until they watch Kung Fu Panda at almost 26 years old. And they're like, wow, <laughs> that's the reason I thought I was so special because I believed I was special. <laughs> Main character energy. <laughs> I love this moment of realization that you're having, Cora. I'm glad we were all here. Me and the audience were here to witness this. Yes. <laughs> you, moment. me, and my mother. <laughs> my mother is going to be like, you're not special. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, I just I think this is the my favorite part of the entire movie is right here in this moment when his dad's like, I want to tell you the secret ingredient. First of all, I think it's hilarious. because He's like, oh, I should I'm going to tell you something I should have told you years ago. And he's like, OK. And you think he's going to be like, you're adopted. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he goes, the secret ingredient to my secret soup. And he was like, oh, and he's like, the secret is there is no secret ingredient. And Poe is like, there is no secret ingredient. He opens the scroll and he sees like a mirrored reflection of himself and we see his face. And that's why it's blank because it's supposed to be you look at yourself and you see yourself and you are the secret ingredient. If you just believe. Yay. I just think it's beautiful. It is a nice message, Corey. You are correct. So very beautiful. So the rest of the town evacuates and Poe goes back. To the top of the Jade Palace. Meanwhile, Tai Lung shows up and he and Shifu start to battle. During the battle, there's an exchange around how Shifu set him up to be the way that he is because Shifu filled his head with dreams and all he got was disappointment and how everything he ever did was to make Shifu proud. And Shifu apologizes for ignoring what he was becoming. He says he was blinded by his pride and love for Tai Lung and there's a second where I thought Tai Lung was actually going to chill, but he gets more angry that he got an apology because he's just angry at the world, right? And Tai Lung breaks the staff that Uwe left and damn near kills Shifu in this, in, in this battle, right? And Po shows up right before he's about to kill Shifu and intervenes by tempting Tai Lung with the dragon scroll. So the battle ensues between Po and Tai Lung down in the valley. And we see Po use nearly everything we saw him do with Shifu in training and just over the course of the movie to fight Tai Lung at first. And then when that stops working, Tai Lung finally gets a hold of the dragon scroll. He opens it and he sees that it's blank. It's nothing! It's okay. I didn't get it the first time either. <coughs> what? There is no secret ingredient. It's just you. Again, what a beautiful message this truly is. I just, I love the message. Also, I... I feel like, again, because I saw clips of the other movies, 
I like that Poe tries to give the villain a chance to come around. Just like here in Tai Lung, right? He was like, it's okay. I didn't get it at first either. Like, I feel like if Tai Lung had stopped fighting him here, Poe would have been like, okay, we're good. Like, he probably would have been like, you need to go back to jail. But that <laughs> would have been that, right? But now that Tai Lung was like, nah, buddy, I'm still angry. I'm going to kill you. Poe is like, all right, I have, no I have no issue killing you. And I, when I honestly, I'm not going to lie, when I was thinking about it, I was kind of like, Poe really whole ass kills this man. Like, just whole ass fucking kills Tai Lung. And I'm now 26 years old and I'm like, he probably shouldn't have killed him. Like, I guess he felt like he had to. And it is that kind of movie where like, it was either going to be he turns good or he dies. So, but still, I'm just surprised because I thought they wouldn't have had that happen. But I don't know. It's not like they show blood or gore on it. Like worst case scenario, he just disappears. Yeah. Like, like as your kid, you don't really say, you don't see the reality of what that is yet. Like he's just, he won. <laughs> yeah i agree also spoiler for you it's in the trailer so it's not too much of a spoiler but tai lung comes back for like half a second in the fourth movie mm. so we'll get to see him again technically so let me catch you up to the point though where he does kill tai lung tai lung tries to use a nerve attack on poe but it doesn't work because remember earlier in the movie with mantis when he was trying to give him acupuncture and his nerves were difficult to get to poe starts laughing and it's like stop it you're gonna make me pee <laughs> <laughs> and then poe starts using things that are like him to fight back because remember he is what makes him the dragon warrior so he uses his clumsiness he uses his resilience his flab his ability just to bounce back quite literally and physically until he puts tai lung in the wushy finger hold play and again i'm not gonna lie as an adult, I'm watching this and I'm shook. He just like casually kills that man. And he goes, when he does it, the skadoosh for me, the whole like, again, just like nonchalant, like, yeah, I'm just going to fucking kill you. Skadoosh. Could you imagine about being the last thing you hear when you die? I'd be pissed. I'd be like, fuck that person. They just said skadoosh and then I'm dead. Fuck you. But again, because we love Poe and he's our hero, we want, we love that he did that. It is great. I do love that he said skadoosh. But like, if I was, I tend to relate with the villains, as we have heard in the past. As right? we know, um, yes. <laughs> so if I was Tai Lung, I would be very like, what the fuck? <laughs> so the entire village hears the explosion and they all come back into the valley and they see the outline of Poe looking like all cool, like the dragon warrior. But really, Poe just has like a walk on his head and his apron from his shop. It's like flying around his neck like a cape. So he appears really cool until he walks up and everybody sees that it's the, the, the apron and the walk. And everybody all of a sudden just like they're staring at him. And he's like, hey. And they're all like, oh, my God. Yay. And they start celebrating <laughs> Poe, especially his dad. And then the Furious Five bow to Poe and call him master. And Poe remembers that Shifu was like hurt or dying. So he runs back to the palace to check on him. And he tells Shifu, hold on, before we even say this, I love my favorite part about this whole scene is that he says something like Shifu. And Shifu's like, I think he says something like, did you defeat Tai Long? Either that or we're both dead. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I thought that was funny. So Shifu is laying there and he runs up to him and he tells him he defeated Tai Long and Shifu thanks Poe for the peace and Poe thinks he's dying but Shifu is like I'm not dying you idiot <laughs> dragon warrior 
I'm simply at peace. And then he tries to like close his eyes again and lay there for a second. But Poe cannot sit still or shut up. And it's giving Dell from Planes, Trains, and Automobile <laughs> vibes. <laughs> is it not? It is. You're correct. And then that's the end because they go to get food, right? And then it's the same in the movie. Now, if you watch through the end of the credits, I watched it the first time and I did not watch through the end of the credits. But then I watched it the second time and I was like, I think there's something at the end of the credits. So I watched all the way to the end of the credits. Did you watch the end of the credits? I don't guess so. There is an end credit scene. What is it? So Poe and Shifu are sitting there where like Uguay disappeared by the peach tree. And they're eating dumplings together. And he's like sharing the dumplings with Poe. And it like pans away. And we see, do you remember the night that he and Uguay were arguing about like what they can and can't control? And he plants the seed for the peach tree. It pans back and we see the sprout of the new peach tree. That's cute. Get it? Yeah, it's cute and it's like metaphorical. And also that is relevant because it comes up in the TV show later. I, I remember that too. The end. We have a couple categories we can go through right now if you would like, Drew. Oh, I would love to, Corey. All right, let's start with my favorite category. Our hot old man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting with bated breath to hear. Wh- I want to know. Is. I want to know who you think. Because you, I know you probably have an idea of who you think the hot old man is. And I feel like you're going to know the answer. But I feel like you're also going to ask if it's someone else, too. And I'm afraid of who else you're going to ask. Well, have a serious consideration of who I think it is. It probably may, may be. And then I have one who I'm like, it can't be this one, is it? So we'll start with that one. It can't. I have yeah. two. I have two. Okay. One. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Not his dad. No, it's not his dad. Uguay was the list. No, it's not Uguay. Before we go any further, I want to clarify. I am well aware these are animals. We are talking strictly personality and we are not talking anything else. Okay. I want that to be very clear. Sure, Corey. Sure. This is another one. It's not it's not Shifu, is it? No, it is Shifu, actually. It's (laughs) duh. Who, who else would it be? The Tai Long's the bad guy. We already established you have a soft place in your heart for the bad guys. Corey loves a bad boy. No, it is Shifu. And you know who voices Shifu? Dustin Hoffman. Let me tell you, very attractive voice, sir. Very attractive voice. I'm just stunned. I'm still stunned that it's actually Shifu. I not think it was going to be Shifu. Okay, first of all, Dustin Hoffman is actually still attractive, just himself as an old man. He's still hot. Second of all, his voice is very attractive. Third of all, yes, the personality is Shifu, my type. <laughs> Love being an asshole. <laughs> That's going to be a clip. Drew, that is going to be a Drew, clip of what Drew, you just you're said. Like, yes, but you're like, you're gripping your head right now. You're struggling with this concept. I, you really thought I was going to say no, didn't you? I really did. <laughs> You're like disappointed that I didn't say no. I feel like you feel like it's worse that I said yes. <laughs> it's definitely worse that you said yes. Bruh, what are you, how did you not know it was going to be Shifu? From the time that this first came out, it's always been Shifu. I knew going into this that I had a thing for Shifu. Like little 11, 12 year old me was into Shifu. So like, 
what is that? 15 years ago, 15 years ago, I was into Shifu. Believe me, we, uh, we have known this about ourselves over here. Okay. So like, I can assure you, this has been a- we, the collective, we <laughs> did not know this. <laughs> and actually there is a scene where, oh, like, no, Shifu like almost dies or like they think he's dead or whatever. And like, I remember being in middle school and calling and calling yeah. my friend and i was like he can't die <laughs> and then i also remember the episode of the legends of awesomeness where poe dies do you remember that one a little bit maybe so poe does die but he comes back not a huge spoiler it's a spoiler because like you wouldn't expect the main character to die but he comes back like it's not really like he dies but i remember also being on the phone with my friend for that one too and I remember calling her and being like, I can't believe he died. And then we were arguing about what kind of animal Shifu was. And she kept insisting that he was a red panda. Let's Google it. Make sure if that's right. Because I'm pretty sure that's what he is. Because I remember yeah. thinking he was something else. I don't remember what I thought. I think I thought he was like a mouse. I don't know. <laughs> what animal is Shifu? Yeah, he's a red panda. So, oh, God. Have you ever looked at a real red panda? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Corey. Yes, I want to this fight. That is scary. <laughs> I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> but do you want to see Dustin Hoffman? <laughs> I'm gonna get a picture for this episode. I'm gonna get a picture of you and a red panda, and then put no. them together, and then be like, put some sort of like pickup line on there. <laughs> but look at Dustin Hoffman. Isn't he Corey cute? Corey Severance. <laughs> oh my god when he was younger he was really attractive look at him young Corey severance you're you're not helping what he's young here what do you mean it's black and white that's how old he is (laughs) i believe you don't think dustin dustin hoffman's hot no not at all damn you're missing out you're missing out I'm going to let me and the cl- our, the audience, once again, pick up our jaw off the ground that this is who the main crush is. Nobody else is going to be surprised quite I, like guarantee you I guarantee you. It. I guarantee it. Abby is sitting here in her car listening to this. Oswald, <laughs> jaw on the floor. No, because Abby gave me a book once that were like the things that she loves about me, right? It was very sweet. I still have that little book. I'll bust it out at some point. We can read through it together. Where your taste of men is questionable. Yes. Yes. It was something about like, it asked, it said something about, uh, I sent a video of it to you recently and that's how you know what it is. I know it. (laughs) Because it was actually a Christmas gift a couple years ago, but we didn't give it to each other right on like the December holidays. It was when she came to visit me in Indy. And it says something about like, I love you, but, or something like that. And it's like, but you're, she wrote your t- taste in men is questionable. And I was like, what do you mean by that? She was like, the old men, what do you mean? What do I, I was like, well, I don't know. I tend to go for losers. But my point is that she will not be surprised because she knows she has known. She's been knowing. Drew, you've been knowing. We went to college together. I've known you for like, what, eight, nine years now. You've known. I know, but I still, I'm. This will be the poll, poll for this episode. If was if Corey's man, movie man crush was a surprise, I want to see. Also, I'm stunned. Y- you are my first friend at center. You were my first friend at center, like the first friend I had. Period. 
So for you not to know it was going to be Shifu, honestly, you're a terrible friend. I really thought it was going to be Tai Lung. I really did. No, not Tai Lung. It is Shifu. We love the old man. It's a hot old man. It's in the title of the category, Drew. Tai Lung is like 40. He's not old. I have no further commentary. <laughs> okay, look, I also, I think I've brought this up before. I don't know if I brought it up on the cast or not. Whatever. On the pod, whatever you want to call it. But I had this discussion over the summer with a couple of my other friends. I will be 26 in like a month and a half. Okay? Someone who is 40 years old is 14 years older than me. They are barely old enough to be my parent. They are highly unlikely to be my parent. Therefore, they are a dateable age range. It is not inappropriate. Yes, but let's roll this back to when you said 11 or 12-year-old Corey also had a thing for Master Shifu. And not... No. Let's roll it back to that. Let us roll it back to that. I'll play a clip right now if I have to. No, what I'm trying to say is that when we look at the category for old man, we're probably talking old enough to be at least my dad potentially my grandfather i remember cary grant the man's dead and i was like i'm a fuck him so like i'm just saying <laughs> drew has his face in his hands right now he's holding his face <laughs> so we are talking about we are talking about an old man that needs to get into your head drew because you're gonna be shook for the rest of the movies we do this whole year if you don't understand they're old men old old i was men. just i was giving you too much credit Corey. i apologize <laughs> <laughs> I have learned my lesson. How old is Peter Capaldi, sir? Old enough to be my grandfather. Okay, just saying. What's our next category? <laughs> our next category is the nostalgia meter. How mm. nostalgic does this movie make you feel? On a scale of 1 to 10. I say a 7 or an 8, honestly. But that goes into it goes into my feelings of the movie as a whole as well because it's a little bit nostalgic because i was big growing up i was really big into martial arts and like all like everything i can list a million shows and movies that i watched that was that were tied into martial arts and let it be power rangers let it be shaolin showdown avatar i love martial arts always wanted to do Mm -hmm. karate I now I currently grow have grown into an adult that does karate and mm-hmm. actively do it. And that ties a lot into like the relation the not relationship, but the experience of training under a martial arts teacher and like the squad of I say squad. <laughs> Knowing full very well, I am like the middle of two giant age groups of karate there are people who are older than me and there are people that are younger than me so i'm training yeah. three five with a bunch of 15 year olds but i loved them to pieces <laughs> but i mean um, there is that one guy that was in your class that was really hot he's like what 40 something oh my god <laughs> yeah. drew hadn't come to his one of his showcases is that what you would call a showcase a demonstration but yes a demonstration. I came to a demonstration with our dearest friend, Dahabo, and Dahabo and I pretty much talked smack the whole entire demonstration about Drew and how he still wouldn't want to catch us in the dark alley. But there was an older gentleman, not old, but just older, again, 
potentially not old enough to be my dad, potentially barely old enough to be my dad, in his 40s. Quite attractive. Drew said he's married, though. He is, in fact, married. <laughs> but <laughs> that dynamic of, like, training with a teacher in karate, training with other people, I don't know. It's, like, it reminded, it made me feel the same feelings I have about karate now. So it's less nostalgic, more. Mm-hmm. It makes me nostalgic for the stuff I used to like growing up. But it gave me the vibes mm-hmm. of the stuff I'm currently in right now. So it was a special experience on both ends. I mean, that's beautiful. I also, as a side note, think that it's really important if growing up, for whatever reason, whether it be because of something to do with your current lifestyle at that time, your parents, or just you never put in the effort, and you always thought about doing something as a kid, and you just never did it, to do it as an adult. Because it is like you feel like a child again, and you get to like live your childhood dream by doing those things. So I love that you're doing karate even though it's now and you didn't necessarily do it when you were like eight or nine i love that you're doing it now and sometimes personally i think that it works out better sometimes as an adult than it would as a kid because kids Mm -hmm. like you're more apt to give up on it you're more apt to like stop enjoying it and stuff like that like as an adult like you have a lot more well i as an adult and i feel like you as an adult drew we have a lot more ability to like push through the hard or like want to like push to the mastery level of things and Mm -hmm. like as a kid i personally was very apt to just give up when something was hard if that makes sense and i feel like over the course of my life i've gotten better and better about having like grit and just sticking with shit until it's where i want it to be you know so i feel like with things that i wished i had done as a kid when i've done them as an adult they were better than they probably ever would have been had I done them as a kid. For example, for me, dance. Well, I did dance when I was like five and six. I got pulled out of dance because I actually had some issues, like interpersonal issues, which is interesting because we were like five and six. And then my mom had interpersonal issues with the other mothers. And my parents decided that was not a good environment to be in. And you have to understand when you're that little and you're in dance, some of those people are trying to set their daughters up to be professional dancers. So it makes sense, right? It's like where the whole TV show Dance Moms comes from. Like Mm -hmm. people in that industry are very cutthroat for very different reasons sometimes. But so I was pulled out of dance when I was like six. And then for the rest of my life, I always loved dance. I wished I could dance and then didn't. And my parents never put me back in it. And then as an adult, I took dance in college and it was the best thing I think I've ever done. I agree. I'm here for it. Same thing for same thing for karate. And like my on the opposite end, I think we've said it on here before, but I did. Like, for example, I played football when I was growing up. Yes. Not necessarily you were, for something. You were a jock. Not really. But I played a lot of sports growing up. I played every sport. I played basketball. I played soccer. I played baseball, football. Really? But, Yes. You got but, that much more attractive. Oh, calm down. <laughs> you're, you're already a ladies' man. <laughs> so calm yourself down. But I stopped. I did I didn't like football. I didn't like running. Ironic now. But I didn't I hated running. Yeah. But I stopped football probably in sixth grade. But I did not like football at all. I did not like it at all. I hated going. But I did stop. Baseball, I liked baseball, but I didn't want to do it mm-hmm. in 
at past middle school because I didn't trust the kids, the other boys, not to throw the baseballs at me and hit me. I did not trust that. So <laughs> I was scared of them. So I stopped. Once I was once I aged out of Coach Fitch and the coach was not the one throwing the ball at me anymore, I was done. I was like, I don't trust these kids. <laughs> I'm done. But now that's looking, hilarious. Looking back, like had I stuck with football, I like the strategy aspect of it now. So I probably like had mm-hmm. I kept going with it, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more as I got older. So I agree with everything you said with mm-hmm. all of that too. And even going into karate now, a bunch of like, like I said, I do it with a bunch of kids that are younger and some a lot that are like some people that are older. And I'm fighting like with these that 14. Calm yourself. I'm fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fighting with these like 14 to 15 year olds consistently and these younger kids that like 10, 9, and 8. And I, especially the younger ones, like they're all like my little siblings i love them all the pieces but the they some of them stop because just because they lose interest and then they're just they have other things going on they have other interests and they stop and then and that's fine that's cool they have other kids they have other interests but and i don't know if that would have been me but it i think about it a lot that i'm going there intentionally like it's me it's my decision to go i want to be there Uh it's Uh all me and it's not necessarily Uh may not be necessarily the case for them so yeah, I agree. But to turn the question back to you, Corey, what's your nostalgic nostalgia meter? I actually gave it a lot higher than you did. I give it like a 9.5 because I don't really remember a whole lot of this movie when it came out. I don't remember. In 2008, I would have been 10 years old. I don't remember this movie in particular, but I remember the franchise and I remember middle school and obsessing over it, et cetera. So for me... It's still nostalgic, even if it's not for this particular movie. It's the whole franchise is nostalgic for me. And again, as I said earlier in this podcast, like I just I loved. I just loved how beautiful the message is, and I feel like it was even better than I remembered it. So I just I cannot. Not rate it high, like I was going to give it a 10, but something like a Christmas story is a 10 for me. And I was like, okay, it's not quite that. So let's give it a 9.5. Well, and then on the other end of it, what's your actual rating of it then like okay so my actual rating is probably also a 9.5 out of 10 just as a movie itself i do really like this movie i and hold on i have a story i can tell if you would like to hear it it's very short petite if you will petite our number one fan madison garcia and i when we were sophomores i believe in college because we were living in breck we would do every Wednesday a sushi and movie night because Madison and I both love sushi. Sushi is my favorite food. And I don't think it's her favorite food, but it's one of her top 10 at least. And we would go to Kroger because there's nowhere else to get sushi really. You can go to Summer Hokkaido. But now there is. We weren't going to pay those. But go on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And back then, because it's not really as much of a thing anymore. But back then, Kroger Sushi every Wednesday was $5. And it wasn't limited to just a specific type of roll. Like, all the rolls were $5, basically. So Madison and I would buy, like, four different rolls and we'd split them. And we would come back to somebody's room. It was typically mine because in Breck, I lived in that three-person room. So it was bigger. And we would turn on a movie. And one time, we watched Kung Fu Panda. And it was a beautiful rewatching. And what's even crazier is the fact that I rewatched this at 19 years old and I still didn't remember it being as good as it is because that was not that long ago. And 
for me though, to be honest though, when I think about the rewatch though, I don't think about the movie at all. I think about that time that I got to spend with Madison eating the sushi and watching Kung Fu Panda. Like I, that's what's important to it for me. It wasn't the movie. It was the time that we spent. Yeah, I feel that. I had my own movie and, experience in center. I personally also don't remember any of the movies we watched besides that one. This is the only movie I remember it being we watched this one because we would usually decide what we wanted to watch the day of. And I don't know, just I, I don't remember any other movie we watched. I just remember we watched this one. And I remember the night that we watched this one. I'm going to shout out my movie buddy. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. He did follow the Instagram, so he may be listening. But we had our own movie nights. But none of the movies we, that he and I watched will likely be on this podcast for a while. I trusted him to, to find movies to watch because most of the movies I hadn't seen. So they probably won't be on here for a hot minute. Mm. Because they're not necessarily mm. nostalgic. So your overall rating for this movie is just as a movie period? I would say probably an eight or nine. Yeah. It wasn't, mm. I don't know what my perfect 10 would be yet. I f- but I feel like I'll know that when I see it. So I'm going to say it perfect. I have a couple. So my general reactions, my favorite character in this movie, I'll say, was, do you have a guess of who my favorite character was, Core? Did we talk about this already? I don't think we did. No. And honestly, this could be a category. We could add favorite character. That would be a good little category. Yeah. Okay. I would think it would be Poe, but I feel like you're asking me to guess because it's not Poe. Is your favorite character either Mantis or Monkey? No. That's what Is your saying. favorite character? <laughs> Is your favorite character Uguay? Is your favorite character Tigress? No. But fair reasoning, though, because I, tigers are my favorite animal, so one would expect me to like yeah. But No, that's not the case. Is it Poe's dad? Is that why you asked him? You were like, she must have a crush on Poe's dad because I love him. <laughs> I love his dad. His dad kills me every time he's on the screen. He's he's by far my favorite character of the whole movie. But just because his, I don't know, the humor, the character who he, like, his character of who he is, how he interacts with Poe, how everything always comes back to noodles, and he's always, I don't know, I just think it's adorable, and I love him to pieces. But the there's that. The, I have a critique for the movie, though. I will say that they should have been, they should have had the legends be more creative, slash, because we said a couple of different instances where, like, like when Tai Lung was like, I heard that the dragon warrior fell out of the sky at a ball of fire. Like those types of like that's yeah. creative, creatively done. And then when he when Poe walks yes. out of the smoke at the end, and he looks like these images that we have yep. of what a dragon warrior should be, and it's a really a walk. And like you said, yeah, like stuff like that. These legends of like when he was reading the scroll, and it's like legend has it he can hear a butterfly's wing flap in the distance. Like something that's yeah, like legend has that's really true, but not necessarily like a legend that you would expect them to have or like. It's not its literal meaning. Like more of that sprinkled through, I thought would have been really creative. Yeah. And I wanted more. I was like thinking whenever they said something like that, like we, I picked it up that way at the beginnings. But if I was looking for it throughout the rest, just because that I thought they were really cool when they did things like that. I think I, I don't necessarily like disagree. It didn't like phase me. Like I wasn't like looking for more at the end of this movie, but I think other people must have felt that way too and that's again i think that's what they were trying to do with that tv show legends of awesomeness i feel like because I, if i remember right a lot of that episode was them like 
okay, according to legend, the dragon warrior is supposed to be this. And they would have to work on that for that episode. Do you remember what I'm talking about? And then I feel like in another movie, because again, I saw a clip where she was reading a legend out of a book or something like that. Like, it's like Uguay's writings or something like that. Like, I feel like maybe they'll go more into it, especially in the next couple movies, because I think more people also agree that they wanted that and they didn't feel like they got enough of it. But I think in the TV show, they try to do a lot more of it. But again, what I'm going to do is I'll go ahead and just watch everything based on when it should have come out. Like, so I'll check the years on like the backstory of the five and the TV show and the next movie and see what order I should watch it all in. I actually think the Legends of Austin came out after the second movie. So I think the only thing that might have come before the second movie is the Legend of the Five. So I'll check that. But yeah, I don't disagree, but I don't necessarily, it doesn't buff me, if that makes sense. Yeah. And another reason I'll still I'll give it up or not give or give it a high rating too. It's still a quality movie. One of those little kids that I was talking that I said earlier this karate with me, he's like 10. He acts and he is like he treats me like a big brother and he's like a little brother to mm-hmm. me. But we were talking Cute. about it the other day and he was like <laughs> we were talking about this other karate school that these other kids used to go to. And he's like, Yeah, they were all place Kung Fu Panda and the little the little boy, he's like, Kung Fu Panda, I love that movie. I watch it all the time. And then I just thought it was really yeah. cool. I knew we were gonna be doing it this week and I was like, Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so little the younger generation of martial artists really still vibe with Kung Fu Panda. So that's it gets a few extra points of me for with me for that. That is cute. For me, I don't know who my favorite character is. It's probably Poe. It's probably stereotypical. It's Poe. It's either Poe or Shifu. Shifu. I love. There you go. Yeah. No. Yep. Yeah. I love them both. I love them both a lot. But it's probably Poe, to be honest with you. Probably because I think I'm Poe. <laughs> <laughs> when do I not think I'm the main character? But yeah, I don't know. That's. I'll think harder about who's my favorite character. And honestly, my favorite character might change with every movie. Because we're going to see them develop and stuff. So that'd be interesting. We could compare if our favorite characters change yes. across the movies. How cute would that be? Do we want to also add another category of who we are? Because we've done that a couple of times. It's been funny. If you're Poe, we do. Let Yes. Let's circle back to that. Because right now we're set up really okay. nicely to talk about the relevance of this movie, which is another one okay. of our categories. So like, oh, how yes. relevant do you feel like this movie is today? I still think it's relevant. Like I said, it affects the children, the young martial artists of the day today still. And in, in terms of popularity, they're coming out with a new one here soon. We haven't had any new, like, besides the Netflix series. Like, the big, I feel like the big, like, Kung Fu Panda craze is not right now. No, because you don't hear about it. But that might just be because I'm not the target age, age group anymore. But, like, I remember oh. it being like a big thing of, when, when one, two, and three came out, especially one and two, less so three. But so I don't think we're in the, we don't, I don't think we're in its prime, but I don't think it's irrelevant either. Like it's not them dusting off something in the back of the vault to bring out Kung Fu Panda 4. Mm-hmm. But I think it still holds up. I agree. And that's exactly what I wrote was I wrote that it's relevant, hence the new upcoming movie. So the same exact thing that you said. I think that when it comes to something's irrelevant, it starts to be like, do we need to remake it? And because they're not remaking and they're just adding to the franchise, it feels like it's not irrelevant. But to be honest with you, they may never really need to remake it. It will probably always be relevant. Even if 20 years from now, they're like, let's make Kung Fu Panda 5. It'll probably still work. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I feel like that's going to be dependent upon how they do the fourth. 
because they could if they write it off and he does pass the mantle of dragon warrior on to some other person they could wrap it up like relatively could but it could also be another like in between movie a prequel it could be has to do with like he has passed on to the afterworld and he and Ugwe come back for something or he and Ugwe do something in the afterworld mm-hmm. in the spirit realm so like they could do a lot with it still and it may it still would probably my point is if they made another kung fu movie in this franchise even if it doesn't even follow poe i still feel like it has the potential to be relevant and popular in 20 years that's what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. yeah that's fair who do you think I am? Who do you think you are? And then I will do you. Does that make sense? Like, I will tell you who I think I am and who I think you are. And you tell me who you think I am and who you are. Well, do we want to do it like that? Because if you're Poe, <laughs> who am I? Shifu? Yes. I do it. <laughs> Hot old man right here, Drew. Aren't you like a month older than me? <laughs> are you two months older than me? When's my birthday, Corey? <laughs> I thought it was in January. <laughs> it is, yes. Did I even tell you happy birthday? Yeah, I thought so. <gasps> what if I didn't? Drew, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm pretty okay. sure you did. I, I hope you did. If you had asked, I, I, I would have said yes. Okay, my point is, you're two months older than me, so you're our hot old man. You're Shifu. And I am obviously Poe. Also, you actually know karate. So, like, you're closer to knowing Kung Fu than I am. So, you've got to be a master, right? No. But. (laughs) I am Poe and you are Shifu. We are the two main characters of the movie. Yeah. mm, 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 Maybe. But we'll. But (laughs) there's also an argument for me to be Poe as I am an active student. Then who so am I, I? Tigress? No, you are not Tigress. Am but... I your dad? Am I Poe's dad? <laughs> 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 who am I? If you're Poe, who am I? I don't know. We can both be Poe, mm. Corey. No, there is only one Poe. <laughs> you're not mean enough to be Tigress. In this movie. Maybe later on, like in the later movies, you might there might be a, there might we might revisit this and it will this might change. But as in terms of the first I, movie alone, I don't think you're Tigress. You think I'm Viper? I can see it a little bit. I can see it a little bit. I don't know, but you give me you give me Uguay energy though, Loki. <laughs> I'm can't, dead. I can't I'm explain okay it. With that. I can't explain it. But that's that was my reflex way. Uguay. I'm okay with that. I'll be Ugwe. That's a good one. I'm, no, I, I'm no, content. I know. I, I know. I had to oh, Why? Because <laughs> I had to wake you out of your slumber. And then at the end of this, you're going to disappear off into the world of the spirit world again. Just to me to call you back <laughs> up to, in, to interface with you tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. Because we're going to get some ground. So I'll see you again tomorrow. But that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, I am at peace. I am. Are you, Corey? Are you I'm, at peace? I, I am full of wisdom. <laughs> I have all the wisdom. And speaking of, this is also good. Let's leave this into our next category very nicely. Our final category for our our podcast: the most famous quote from the entire movie. Mm. The the most famous quote is the one from Uguay when he's talking with Poe when Poe is like stress eating the peaches and he says, "You worry too much about like what is and what it has been or what will be or whatever." The quote is. Yesterday was history. Tomorrow is a mystery. But today is a gift. 
That's why it's called the present. Is that, yes, uh, and that's profound, mind you. Is that from Kung Fu Panda? Like, did they not take that from somewhere else? I feel like that's more ancient. I didn't even Google that. Let's Google that real quick. That's just the most famous line from the entire movie. From the movie, But yeah. you're very, yeah, yeah you, you could be very correct. Is that their line or not? Did the writers come up with... So, actually... Okay. According to this blog... <laughs> reliable, right? <laughs> the actual potential author is the guy who wrote the Family Circus cartoons that were in the newspaper. Bill Keen in 1994. Do you know family circuses? You know what I'm talking about in the funnies really in the newspaper? Well, I, yeah, I know those. You, yeah, but I know the family circus specifics. Do you, did you, do you still get the newspaper? Did you ever get the newspaper? No. You never got the newspaper? We have like the Harrisburg Herald in Harrisburg, but besides that. Oh, I, yeah, I forget you're not from a bigger city. Growing up, we got the newspaper. We canceled it when I was probably grade school at some point because it just got really expensive for no reason and then it became we would get it on every sunday and only on sundays and then it became we just didn't get it anymore because everything's available at the touch of your fingers on google so we we used to get it though and actually my mom still occasionally because my grandmother still gets it when my mom visits my grandmother or she'll go buy my grandfather newspaper she will read through the funnies and if she thinks one is particularly funny she'll send it to me or there's this one funnies that started when i was in high school called pearls before swine and i always liked that one when she reads it to me because for some reason she came up with voices for the characters and it's so much funnier when she reads it but anyways in the funnies there is this family circus set and it's about a family and it's usually just one picture it's not usually a whole bunch of pictures like all the other funnies and it's just a moment or like a snapshot where someone something funny has happened it might be two pictures but it's typically small but that they're good. That, that's, that's how like good they are. If they can do it in one snapshot, like that says a lot. According to this blog, in 1994, Bill Keen wrote one that says, yesterday is the past, tomorrow is the future, but today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. So they slightly modified it for Kung Fu Panda. But then this blog also says that it may not have been even been him that says, like it may not even have been him that came up with it because... There was a book from 1902 where they used a similar thing with different words. And then there's an earlier record from uh, 1225. And it's written in what appears to be Latin that also, again, is written in a very different way of saying it. it's the way that the Latin reads is the tide abides for terrace for no man stays no man tide nor time terrace no man, which would have. I don't know what that means. If I read that, I'd be like, what the fuck? But like, that is the olden day equivalent of yesterday is history, tomorrow's it's mystery, intimate, today's yeah. gift. So honestly, you could probably say this is really from 1225 if you wanted to go back that far. But the exact mm. quote, Kung Fu Panda wrote that. But right. there has been this similar saying for centuries a very good question drew i didn't even think to look that up the last thing i wanted to tell you normally i try to have a fun fact about the movie there weren't too many terribly super interesting fun facts about this movie the one that i found the most interesting was the t-post stuff right the like everybody shipping mm. tigress and poe yes 
in my little research of TPO, I found a smaller subset of people saying Viper and Poe are a couple. And at the very least, that Viper has a crush on Poe. I can see it. I cannot. I don't think she does. No, I, I don't think anybody is romantically involved in any way, shape, or form in these movies. I don't think it's obvious either. No, like I wouldn't jump to that, but it's not off the it's not off the table for me. I could probably be convinced. Mm. There's your fun fact that there is a huge group of people that are Tipo and then a small subsect. I'm talking small that are into Viper and Poe. Vipo. Yeah, I would prefer Poper. <laughs> like potpourri <laughs> exactly you know what they say core that's the cost of awesomeness ah uh, but there is no charge for awesomeness or attractiveness Skadoosh. Skadoosh. that's your friday night rewind <laughs>